House, it's me. It's your main man and host. It's O Walls. I'm back again. Episode number 33 of O Walls House coming your way. I'm going solo today, so just gonna be me out here ranting and raving and and talking about all the different things. Before we get to what's happening in this episode, though, let's stop. Let's do that housekeeping. You know, you, I know you guys love it, so let's just do it. Uh, as always, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much um, for the continued support. Um, thank you to all my past guests and everybody who's come on and done some stuff with me. So thank you guys so much. I really appreciate all of it. Um, please rate, review, comment, subscribe, share it with your friends and family. Just get the word out. Let people know about Old Wall's House. It's out there. Go get it. So, fun episode coming your way. Got a couple of fights to talk about. couple of fights. UFC and boxing. We've got some golf. BMW Championship this weekend. We've got football. There was more preseason football. And there is real, live games that matter this weekend. College football kicks off. Going to touch on that. And, as always, my passing thoughts at the end of the episode. So, without any further ado, let's get to it. We had ourselves some fights this weekend. Uh, we're going to start over in the boxing world. Big rematch. Both were, actually, the UFC fight was a rematch, too, now that I think about it. But let's start in boxing. From Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, Alexander Usyk and Anthony Joshua, fight number two goes down. The rematch. Anthony Joshua trying to get all his belts back. And the Ring Magazine belt on the line as well in this fight to crown who they determine as the best heavyweight in the world since Tyson Fury has retired and unretired and re-retired. And then there was another development on his retirement status after this fight. So, yeah, so Alexander Usyk, Anthony Joshua 2, WBA, WBO, IBF, and Ring Magazine belts all on the line. And it was a pretty good fight. Uh, it wasn't anything wild or crazy, but it was a good fight. It had me interested. Anthony Joshua made some adjustments. Uh, he was coming forward a little bit more. He was working to the body, and he, he got off to a good start. I had him win in the first three rounds. I thought what he did was enough to win those rounds. I could see some of them as a toss-up, some going to Usyk, but I thought for the most part he won those rounds he was aggressive. He was moving forward. He was changing like the level of his body, trying to use angles a little bit, going up and down to uh, to mess with Usyk, and just kind of give him a different look. Was kind of trying to come at him a little bit more and be the bully. He never got him to the ropes early, which is what I thought was going to have to be the thing. Easier said than done against Usyk, but he tried to do something different. It wasn't just the same old thing. As the fight wore on, he kind of stuck to the game plan, which is always tough. I mean, you saw it in uh, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury 3. You know, Wilder was going to, without jabbing, working the body, gets knocked down early, and then, oh, shit, he's Tyson Fury again, winging from the hip, and hell, it damn near worked. But back to this fight. So, yeah, I thought a lot of good early success from Joshua, and then those rounds, like, 4-8, to eight, it was just like Usyk found it again. It was like he picked up, he found out 
where he was after three rounds at the end of their first fight and was like, okay, I'm going back to that. And I'm going to start dancing circles around you. I'm going to stick and move. I'm going in and out. And you're not going to find me. You're not going to touch me. And I thought he dominated those kind of middle rounds, like four to eight. Uh, I thought he won pretty much all of those going away. I mean, not going away. There was not enough happening. But I didn't see anything Joshua was doing. It looked like the riddle of Usyk was a little too hard to figure out for Joshua in that stretch. That said, Anthony Joshua put it on Usyk in the ninth round. And I thought for a minute he might stop him. Like, he was hurting him. Usyk was hurt, and he was struggling to wrap up, it looks like, at a couple of points. And it almost, I think he was almost in the danger zone. Like, there was a, there was a couple of seconds where I was like, holy shit, Joshua's going to do it. Usyk survives the round. Somehow, some way, I don't know how, but he survives the round, gets to the, you know, the break, comes out in round 10, and as good of a round round 9 was for Joshua, round 10 was that much better for Alexander Usyk without a knockdown or anything like that. Just absolutely worked Joshua in that 10th round. And then I thought he carried his, I mean, what a great answer it was. He was down you know, not out, but like he was, he was hurting. He was down. Joshua was coming. The fight would have been relatively close on the cards at that time. I believe, let me double check my card here. I would have had it four rounds for Joshua, five rounds for Usyk. So it was all on the line going to 10, 11, 12, as far as my card. I thought he can, Usyk continued the good momentum right into the 11th round. I think in 10 and 11, he outlanded Joshua 62 to 20. I mean, punch stats are never everything, but it was it was impressive. I thought he had a good 12th round as well and just showed why he's the type of competitor that he is um, and then just really, really finished strong and, and put a stamp on it. He ends up getting a decision, split decision. I scored it 116-112 for Usyk. I gave the first three rounds to Joshua, the ninth round, to Joshua, everything else was Usyk. So Usyk had 4 through 8 and 10 through 12. There was a 116-112 for Usyk, a 115-113 for Usyk, which I, again, have no problem with. There was a 115-113 to for Anthony Joshua from Glenn Feldman. He gave the first three to Joshua, which, obviously, no problem there, because I gave the first three. He gave five and six to Joshua. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the fight and really check it, but I didn't think there was that much. I said six was a toss-up, so okay. Okay. I think the big problem here is he gives the 11th to Joshua. And I just don't understand. I don't understand how you can do that. It, it, it just... Or sorry, no, he did not give the 11th. I apologize. He gave the 12th. But yeah, I, I still don't get that. I didn't see him get it in the 12th. I just didn't see it at all. Uh, and, and 5, I don't know. I, I thought 115, 113. I thought 114, 114 was going to be where we were going to get something of craziness. But yeah, 115, 113 for Anthony Josh. It's just out there. That's not right. That's a bad card. So yeah, then we go to the post fight. Um, Usyk 
called him out by name. He said, Tyson Fury, I want to fight you or I don't want to fight anybody at all. I love it. And Fury as, on Twitter, unretired again. You got to get the bag. You got to back up the dump truck. You got to pay me all the money. I'm a fighting man. And I'm going to knock out another man from Ukraine. Apparently he's back again. I mean, who knows with this jackass. Uh, I, I think I've read rumors that he's maybe not able to enter the United States because of his business dealings with like the MTK Global thing. Um, it, just, just a real mess. Um, but yeah, so apparently he's back. That's the only fight to make for Fury and Usyk is each other. You got to do it. <laughs> the catch is the fight's going to be ugly as shit, probably. Because they're, they're both kind of good moving, and they're kind of quirky. It could be a fight that kind of is a stinker of a fight, but shit. I mean, what are you going to do, not watch the Undisputed Championship? Um, Anthony Joshua afterwards uh, was interesting in the ring, to say the least. Uh, stole the mic and was like, Saying he's not a twelve-round fighter, and you know Anthony you know, Usyk's you know something else for him, and then all of a sudden he's like pumping Usyk up, and he's like doing hip hip hoorays, and you know said he was almost in, he's like I was almost in jail, and just kind of ranting and raving around the ring. It's like what the fuck is going on? But uh, yeah, so so that ended eventually, but uh, not the best look for him. Uh, where does he go from here? Third loss, two in a row. Uh, maybe go get a couple wins over, you know, some lesser opponents. And I'll tell you a fight I'd like to see that's just kind of sitting out there to be made. It, it would be tough with kind of the, you know, all the parties that need to get involved in this. But um, Deontay Wilder's coming back here soon. If he comes back and has a good showing, maybe Joshua picks up another win. Pair those two up, late 2023? I mean, that's a fun fight. I don't care what it's for. Like, those two, that that's a fun fight. I want to see it. They tried to make it years ago, couldn't get done. I don't know what else those guys do. Like, Wilder's fight with Robert Hellenius is on pay-per-view. No one's going to buy that. I mean, maybe. I'm not. Maybe. Uh, I don't think it's going to get a big buy rate. So where are those two going to go to get big fights? I think each other's the answer. So that's just what I think. So over in the UFC, I did not watch this, but I wake up, you know, the next morning. I'm scrolling through Twitter, just kind of checking it out, seeing what happens. And I'm getting kind of the live reaction. It's like, oh, really close first round. Uh, Usman and Edwards, Kamara Usman, Leon Edwards, their rematch. Really close first round. I think uh, I think Edwards stole it, and then it's just like the next three rounds, two, two, three, four. It's just Kamara's dominating. As the fifth round starts, it's just more of the same. Um, people are saying the same thing. I Twitter, like, oh, this thing's over. Like, next big fight for Usman in twenty twenty three is Chimev, and like all this stuff. I mean, they are right in the obituary for Leon Edwards. I don't know if that's what. Um, what DC said on the telecast, or if you just said we were dancing on this guy's graves or writing his obituary, one of those two. And then all of a sudden, there was a head kick. And that head kick damn near took off Usman's head. Leon Edwards, with under a minute left, knocks out Kamara Usman in a shocking turn of events. Uh, by all accounts, Usman was on his way to a 4-1 win. 
Uh, 39-36 was going to be pretty pretty academic, and he just got caught. He ducked right into a head kick, and he was out before he hit the mat, and Leon Edwards is your new champ in that division. And, I mean, it was... Everybody was looking ahead on Twitter, and then all of a sudden, Twitter's blowing up, and just, it's the favorite, it's my favorite thing about Twitter, is that sporting events with Twitter are so much better. Usman had won 15 in a row, 15 fights in a row, was only one fight away from tying the record set by Anderson Silva, and now he won't get it. Under a minute left in the final round, and down goes Usman. Just absolute craziness. So, um, I believe September 9th, there is the next UFC card. I believe that's uh, Diaz and Chimaev. Let me see. I had it pulled up here. Yes. 279. September 10th. I apologize. September 10th. And then uh, in boxing, September 17th is Canelo versus Triple G3. And one other note from boxing uh, Dimitri Bivol and Gilberto Zerdo Ramirez will be fighting for uh, Bivol's title on November 5th in the United Arab Emirates. So, uh, good stuff still to come in the fighting world that we will definitely uh, follow up on. Alrighty, let's head out to the links. The BMW Championship this weekend. I uh, was unable to watch... Uh, most of Saturday and Sunday, I was out in a tournament myself. We'll get to that uh, later. But at the BMW Championship, Patrick Cantlay is your back-to-back winner at the BMW Championship. Uh, he won last year and then ended up winning the Tour Championship. This year, he wins again. He shoots rounds of 68, 68, 65, and 69 to be Come a back-to-back champion, and he uh, rockets himself up to uh, second place in the FedEx Cup standings. Uh, also in contentions, Scott Stallings was uh, one back. Uh, Xander Schauffele, uh even par round on Sunday, uh, finished three back. Scotty Scheffler, also three back. And Adam Scott was uh, ten under, four back. Scott had jumped out to an early lead, and kind of hung around, so uh, good showings for all of them. Uh, I guess Wilmington Country Club looked to be a pretty good place. Uh, Again, I didn't watch a ton of this, but very interesting that Patrick Cantlay, a guy I was pinning high hopes on to, to win majors this year, he's back, man. He likes himself the BMW Championship and the FedEx Cup playoffs. He was, uh, he's pumped. And, you know, two in a row for him. In great position next week for the, uh, you know, for the Tour Championship with the funky, you know, start. So, let's take a quick look at uh, what the, how everyone's starting in that. I, I'm not a huge fan of this staggered starting position, I think is what they call it. Uh, not a huge fan of that. Like, I don't know. I know for TV purposes... It works a lot better so they can be like, hey, Scotty Scheffler is 12 under right now, and if he wins, he wins it all. It's probably not great for them to be like, hey, Patrick Cantlay is going to win the Tour Championship, and Scotty Scheffler is going to finish fourth and uh, win the FedEx Cup. So 
I mean, I don't like it. I get why they do it. I don't like it. You uh, you wouldn't have got the Tiger moment a few years back when he won the Tour Championship. I mean, he didn't when that never happens. If so, I don't know. I don't like it, but here it is. It's happening. Uh, Scotty Scheffel will start with a two-shot lead, ten under, eight under for Patrick Cantlay, seven under for Will Zalatorius, six Xander Schauffele, five Sam Burns. The four unders are Cam Smith, Rory McIlroy, Tony Finau, Sepp Strachan, and Sung J M. The threes: John Rahm, Scott Stallings, Justin Thomas, Cameron Young, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Twos: Max Homa, Hideki Matsuyama, Jordan Spieth, Joaquin Neiman, Victor Hovland. Ones: Colin Morikawa, Billy Horschel, Tom Hoagie, Corey Connors, Brian Harmon, and those poor, poor folks uh, sitting at even par: K.H. Lee, J.T. Poston, Sahith Sagala, and Adam Scott. Adam Scott, uh, obviously, with a good showing, sneaks in at the 29th position. He started the week 45th, so a, a good showing for him. Hangs on to just enough to make the Tour Championship. Aaron Wise, your last person in, he sneaks up one spot. Goes from 31 into 30. Uh, other big jumpers, uh, only one other big jumper that... Uh, was outside the top 30, K.H. Lee. Um, J.J. Spawn was 30th and fell back to 33rd. Jung Young Kim, I believe that's Tom Kim, uh, fell from 25th back to 34th. And Davis Riley was 26th back to 35th. And Kevin Kisner fell 10 spots out uh, from 28th down to 38th. So that is who is going to be... Uh, playing for the FedEx Cup at the Tour Championship this weekend. Um, also, there are now uh, at least partial parts of the President's Cup teams are set for the weekend. Or not for the weekend, after the weekend. Um, six players from the United States are, are set in stone. There will be six more captain's picks. Those six players, Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, and Tony Finau. And for the international squad, led by Trevor Immelman, uh, Davis Love III is the captain for the U.S., Trevor Immelman's international squad, Cam Smith, Hideki Matsuyama, Sung J.M., Joaquin Neiman, Tom Kim, Corey Connors, Adam Scott, and Mito Pereira. Uh, big question is, who among these people are still going to be there and still be playing? That's the question. On the international side, uh, people like Cam Smith, Hideki, Joaquin Neiman, Adam Scott have all been rumored. Uh, the last thing I heard was that Hideki is much more in the PGA Tour camp now, and uh, I think Joaquin Neiman is the same. Cameron Smith is one of the people that's, you know, one of the big rumors to be coming after the Tour Championship next week. So, going to be a lot to find. On the U.S. side, uh, Scheffler, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, and Tony Finau feel pretty close, pretty safe. Uh, Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley are just two dudes who've always kind of names been thrown around. I don't think there's ever really been too much behind that. It just feels like they may do it. Um, so who knows there? Um, and, uh, in the, uh, in the off the course, um, <laughs> shenanigans at, uh, in the golf world that, uh, just never cease to end. Uh, Patrick Reed is suing Brandel Chambly. And the Golf Channel. 
Uh, pro golfer Pat Reed sued the Golf Channel and commentator Brandel Chamblee for defamation on Tuesday. Reed claims that Chamblee has a history of calling him a cheater and has harshly criticized him and the other golfers for leaving the PGA Tour for the Saudi-backed Live Tour. Um, well, first of all, Patrick Reed, don't find yourself in compromising situations for your entire fucking career. Like, one time, you can get away with it. Two, okay. However many fucking times you find your name in these random spots where you're, you know, touching the ball and digging it out with a fucking shovel, and you've got all the shit from your college days, you were, weren't, I think he was allegedly stealing from teammates in college, like, you've dug your own fucking grave, man. Like, tough shit. Don't be a pussy. Um... I was listening to the No Laying Up podcast where they went through, like, some of the things he wrote in the actual lawsuit. Like, why don't you get a shovel and dig that shit out, you cheater? Uh, There was something like, talk to your fucking family pussy or something like that. Like, there was a bunch of good stuff that he said has been said to him because of Chambly. So, uh, good stuff there if you want a, a laugh to go take a look at that. So, all right, that wraps up the golf for this week. We'll be, uh... We'll be back with uh, some tour championship news, I believe, next week. It's time to talk some football. Let's go. I love me some football, and it's inching ever closer to us. We're in week two of the preseason this week. Um, Jordan Love looked better. He looked better. Uh, It wasn't incredible, but it was definitely progression from last week. I don't know that he's... I'm not ready to come here and say he's the guy of the future. But it was better than last week. I I mean, I still don't think he's the guy. But sometimes small steps are are what it takes. Uh, You gotta you gotta keep moving forward and keep uh, making some progression. So I mean, in that case, it was a good sign. I would not say I'm even cautiously optimistic yet at this point. But like I said, it was better than last week. And if you don't move upwards, then you know you're moving backwards. So um, I will say he was 12 of 24. Uh, a little misleading there because the Packers wide receivers have uh, found out that they like to just drop the football. Uh, I believe I saw that the Packers lead the league in drops so far in the preseason, which is um, not great. Not great. Uh, I know uh, I, I've seen some articles, you know, titled Packers coach Matt LaFleur irritated by more drops from wide receivers. That was on Packer Packers Wire. Um, I saw a Fan Nation article said, you know, Packers were living with Dobbs' big plays and big drops, too. So, And, and that was true. Uh, Dobbs did look good again. He had a nice touchdown catch, but he had a couple drops again, I believe. At least one. Because I, uh, I know I texted Bill uh, Bill Gardner, big cat Bill Gardner, uh, texted him that, uh, you know, great, Dobbs has rocks for hands. So that's that's wonderful. Uh, so, yeah, one more uh, one more preseason game. On uh, Thursday, the 25th of August, and then we're uh, we're moving to the regular season on September 11th will be the first game for the Packers, I believe. So the 8th would be the, the kickoff game for the NFL. So uh, a, a good long layoff after that first preseason game for the Packers. Uh, a quick note uh, on uh, who the, the Packers played the 49ers uh, earlier this year in the preseason. Uh, Trey Lance... In real games, I, I, I think this is high school, college, and the pros, has only thrown 389 passes in his entire football 
career. 389. Now, I should have you know, been ready uh, about this, but... Uh, so, Ra, just, okay. Yeah, last year, 2021, Tom Brady completed 485. There were eight quarterbacks last year who completed more than 390 passes. Completed more. Now, if we go to attempts, I mean, Brady attempted 719 Herbert was second at 672. So attempts, 25 quarterbacks, uh, sorry, 26. David Mills uh, completed 394. Uh, Tua just under at 388, and that was in just 13 games. So, uh, yeah, Trey Lance, long way to go in, in you know, completing, uh, taking passes. I mean, 71 for him last year in six uh, start, uh, six games, Two starts. So I just thought that was just very, very interesting. All right. That, uh, nothing more for NFL, but, uh, you know what we do have this weekend? We got real football. We got real football. The college football season is kicking off. And I had hoped to bring you kind of a new segment that, uh, hopefully we're going to get this figured out. We had some technical difficulties, but, uh, was hoping to bring you Clarkie's Corner. Uh, friend Jordan Clark will be giving us uh, some some picks every week uh, on college football. Big college football fan. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know you heard a, you heard us give an ad for Anchor earlier in the podcast, but uh, not uh, not too pleased with Anchor and, and how they shut my man out. I mean, couldn't even get his uh, get his message into us so that we could play it on the show. Uh, luckily, he was able to text me his picks. Uh, has been a been a very good college football better, um, pretty goddamn good better in general. It's just kind of been amazing how uh, how successful he is, um, but very good at college football. So uh, my man loves college football, big Northwestern fan. So they're kind of the premier game of this uh, opening weekend, and uh, he also has a pick after my own heart in here. So I'm gonna be riding with him on everything this week. I'm gonna kind of keep track of how he does, and then. I will. Uh, I'll either go with them on them, or I'll maybe I'll uh, do a little, little dissenting uh, opinion here. Uh, but yeah, this week I'm going with him on all three of his bets, and he has an upset pick of the week. That hell, why not? He might as well ride with it. So he's going to open the uh, open the slate off. He's taking Northwestern to cover 13 at Nebraska. I believe that game is actually in Ireland, if I'm not mistaken. I'm gonna double check that here right now. Um, yep, in Dublin, Ireland, uh, VVI Stadium. So, yeah, uh, last matchup last year, Nebraska got better on 56-7. to seven. Uh, The Wildcats of Northwestern are looking to get some revenge. He's going, uh, he's going late game. He's taking them. He's taking them, those Rainbow Warriors. I think I've told you guys the story before. Used to bet on the Rainbow Warriors all through college. Turns out they were point shavers at the time, but... The rule is always the rule. If you're betting a Hawaii game, you take Hawaii. Uh, Clark likes Hawaii to cover six and a half over Vandy. I'm riding with it. You always take Hawaii in that last game of the week. Last game of the night, rather. Uh, I believe, I don't know if there's Sunday games this week in in college football. There are going to be Sunday games next week. Uh, Nope, just Saturday games. So, yep, that's that last game of the week. You always take the Rainbow Warriors. And he says this one's his favorite game. 
His favorite pick is that Illinois covers minus 10 over Wyoming. I believe Wyoming are the Cowboys. And, you know, the Illinois are the Illini, of course. So that game is in Illinois. He likes Illinois minus 10 over the Wyoming Cowboys. And he does have one upset of the week. He said he didn't really love any upsets this week. Um for week zero, as he likes to call it, and I think uh, that's what most people call this is week zero, and then they call you know Labor Day weekend kickoff weekend week one. But he says, uh, give him the Cats plus 400 in Ireland over Nebraska. Um, hell, why not? I'm rolling with all four of his picks this week. I'm just hopping on the train, and we're going to see how he does. Hopefully, if Anchor gets its shit together next week, we'll, uh, we'll have him uh, at least have a voice message sent in. If not, we'll have to figure something out, so... Uh, that is all for football. Let's uh, you know keep in mind Clarky's Corner, Clarky's Corner College football picks. You've heard them. Northwestern, Hawaii, Illinois, and Northwestern on the money line. Get rich, folks. Alrighty then. Time for some passing thoughts. So I mentioned it. I, I kind of I gave it a tease. Played a golf tournament this weekend. Club championship at my home club. Couldn't get it done again. Tied for the lead after day one. Can't get it done. Um, I I, to- I tallied it up. So since I've since I went to college, um, didn't play a club championship after my freshman year. So since then, so since 2011, I have played in nine club championships. And if my math is correct, I'm gonna double check while I'm talking here. I believe I've taken second five times in nine events. Just impressive that I can come in second that much. So um, it's fun. Coming in second is fun. Yeah, not really. It fucking sucks. But I guess if you just keep giving yourself opportunities, you'll, you get to knock the door down occasionally. So I have knocked the door down once. I would like to uh, like to figure out how to do that again, though. Uh, in happier thoughts, in happier thoughts, The Hunt for Red October, one of my all-time favorite movies, has found its way to Netflix. Uh, roommate was out of town last week. I uh, I got some I got some good movies that I was watching recently. Uh, Hunt for Red October, like I said, one of my all-time favorites. Just got on the Netflix. I watched that shit within like two or three days of it being out. So love that movie. Um, also was watching Gone in 60 Seconds with Nick Cage. Uh, I love that movie too. I don't know if anybody else likes that movie, but I think Nick Cage makes a lot of fun movies. Like if you look at Nick Cage's IMDb or like his filmography on, uh, Wikipedia, like you're going to find banger after banger after banger. Um, and it's, I mean, they're they're just great, but people like to hate on Cage because I don't know why, but like, if you look at his filmography, and I'm scrolling to it right now, and i got to click a new link, of course, just because. Why not? Why wouldn't I have to do that? I don't think he pays his taxes, so he has to do um, a lot of other uh, a lot of other things. Um, like, a lot, not other things, but, like, a lot of crappy movies, too. Uh, but, I mean, some of his good stuff is so good. Like... Where we go? Where we go? Let's get started. Raising Arizona is a great one. Uh, there's another one. Leaving Las Vegas, The Rock, Con Air, 
City of Angels. That was the uh, song that they made, uh, the Goo Goo Dolls made Iris for. Uh, gone in 60 seconds. Uh, Wind Talkers. I haven't seen that in a while. I thought that was okay. Maybe it's not, though. I don't know. National Treasure, Lord of War, uh, National Treasure 2. By, like, the late 2000s and, like, into the 2010s, things start to get a little weird. He's doing things like Drive Angry, uh, does about six Ghost Riders, I think. Um, but in, in some other good things, you know, I don't know if there's anything else that's good, kind of. My God, he makes a lot of movies. I mean, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies in 2019. Uh, that's seven more in 2018, uh, four in 17, five in 16, uh, three, two in 2020, three in 2021. Uh, my man makes a lot of movies, but that stretch from like the late eighties into like 2006, 2007, uh, he was making some really good ones. So a lot of good stuff in there. Um, I got thinking this while I'm watching gone in 60 seconds too, like, like, now we know that, like, a Shelby GT500, the Mustang, and the... Like, now we know that's a classic car. But, like, at what point do you know it's going to be a classic car? Like, how do you just get a car and be like, mm, I'm not really going to drive this thing? Like, because I think that's one of the conditions with classic cars is they don't have a ton of miles on them. So, like, how do you just decide to not drive it? A bunch? I, I I mean, and be like, yep, this is going to be the one. Like, I got a Toyota RAV4 in my garage. Do I just keep it forever and, and stop driving it as much? Because that's good. Like, how do you know? I mean, obviously, like, I don't think a Toyota RAV4 is going to be one. But, like, how do you know? How do I know? Nobody knows. Um, what else? Oh, and I watched Shooter was on, too. Like, how good of a movie is Shooter? Just absolute great. Greatness. Wahlberg, great guy for Shooter. Um, Pena as the Nick Memphis, that's a good, good character in there too. So, really great movie. So, I like I said, I was watching some great movies this past week or so. Uh, also saw Cobra Kai coming back on September 9th. 9-9. Cobra Kai and the new season's coming back. Uh, love that show. Especially the early seasons when Johnny Lawrence is just a complete fuck up. Like, just love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, House of Dragon started this weekend. I have not seen it. Going to be traveling a little bit where I don't know if I'm going to get time to sit down and watch it. So I uh, might catch up in like three weeks. That way I can only have to pay for one one or two months of HBO Max instead of them spreading it out across three on me. So I will uh, I will definitely catch up on that. Uh, uh, just a, a couple friends mentioned that it, uh, it's laying some seeds. Some seeds have been laying. We'll... Uh, We'll see if those seeds lay dormant or if they spring, if they spring into something good. Uh, so I make notes throughout the week for, for the show and for passing thoughts in particular, like, oh, I want to talk about that. I, I just wrote in my notes, friends, question mark, question mark, question mark. With no context or like any like reasoning behind it. <laughs> So I don't know if I was watching Friends at the time. I was like, oh, this is a funny show. I always like watching it. Great background show. You can kind of come in and out of it whenever. Like, you can just be, 
you know, doing some stuff around the house and have friends on. You can kind of spin by and sit there for five minutes and watch something, get a couple good laughs, and kind of continue on. So I don't know if that's why I put friends, question mark, question mark, question mark. Maybe I was talking about my own friends and wondering why I have them and why they like me or why I don't have more. I don't know. I'm thinking it was probably, probably in relationship to the TV show. Which is, like I said, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Great show to put on as you're going to bed, too. Like, a little something to watch, but if you fall asleep, you're not going to be like, ah, I missed it. Like, if you're watching a really good show and you're, like, going to bed, but, like, you're kind of tired, then you fall asleep, and then, like, you wake up 20 minutes later, and you're like, shit, what happened? Nah, not with friends. You just throw it out. You wake up 20 minutes later in a new episode, and you start watching it from there. It's all good. Uh, so, it was It was warm. But not too warm the other day. And the roommate didn't turn the air conditioning on. And it wasn't that bad. Like like I said, it wasn't too warm. So it was a little warm in my upstairs, but my basement was nice and cool. It just got me thinking. I, I, I probably said this before, but I don't care. How do people live without air conditioning? I don't get it. I, I mean, I fucking hate it when it's warm. I mean, if the, air, if the if it's above like 75, I'm like, turn that air conditioning on. Close the windows. Get the AC blowing. My house doesn't vent great. Like, there's not really windows in, like, the front section where, like, the living room is. Like, all the windows are in the back. So, not great airflow. But even then, like, even when it's, like, if it gets up towards, like, 80, I'm like, wow, get that air conditioning on. And then I'm going to go to the basement where it's even colder. I like to be cool, man. Like, I can deal with being cold in the winter. Uh, grew up in a house where the heat wasn't really ever on. I don't turn the heat up past like 63 in the winter. In the summer, I don't want my house like 75 degrees. Like, let me keep that thing about 69, 70. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to be sweating, just sitting around. No, no. I don't mind, I don't mind being hot outside. I just want a place to go away from the hot, though. So, just, just some food for thought. A uh, couple video game things. I saw, uh, both, I think these were both tweets. Um, NCAA Football 2004, uh, coming back, 2004, 2024. Uh, NCAA Football 2004, uh, probably played the crap out of that game at one point. Um, but 2024, uh, the game is coming back and will have a Dynasty mode and a Road to Glory mode. So uh, Dynasty mode was the big one. Uh, that might be the uh, the clincher for me to get it. Though, I don't know if they're going to release it on older systems. Because I don't know if I'm getting a new like system. I'm not, I don't think I'm really into paying 700 bucks for a new uh, gaming system. But, uh, yeah. The uh, the Dynasty mode is why everybody loves NCAA football. 100%. So, glad they, uh, glad they didn't screw that one up. Uh, Tiger Woods is going to be on the uh, new PGA Tour game. PGA Tour 2K23 will feature Tiger Woods. So, uh, maybe the uh, just the Tiger effect can make those games better, like the old uh, EA Sports Tiger games. Probably not, but it's uh, it's worth a hope because damn, are those games good? New ones are okay, but just not the same thing. Uh, just a couple more things. Ooh, my garden, my garden's booming. I'm giving cucumbers away to my neighbors, and we're having so many cucumbers. We got jalapenos coming. We got green bell peppers. There's basil, making some pesto out of it. Uh, there's some sort of sweet pepper out there too, an orange one. We got all sorts of stuff going. Uh, got plans to build myself another uh, raised bed so that uh, 
We got more room for stuff because the uh, we found cucumbers this year. They work great. Take up uh, take up plenty of space though, so we're gonna pretty much need to dedicate a bed right to the cucumbers. Love me the cucumbers. Uh, they've been delicious this year. Um, <laughs> the uh, Joe Rogan's reaction, Joe Rogan, Daniel Cormier, and John Anik's reaction to the Leon Edwards head kick of Usman has been making its rounds and getting memed. And my favorite was in 1996 when we reacted to this, and it shows Hulk Hogan turning heel, giving their leg drop to Randy Savage in WCW and joining the NWO. So I'm sure there will be plenty more uh, great memes to come out of the uh, the reaction video to that. And the final one here, uh, Barstool put this on. Uh, they shared it on their Instagram. It's a video of two teenagers when it says... When your parents complain about mumble rap and then put this song on and they play Yellow Lead Better by Pearl Jam, where you can't understand a goddamn word he's saying. That said, I do kind of like that song. Great start to it. But I mean, yeah, that's what it, that's literally what it sounds like. So they got a point, man. Like, I can imagine being a, a little prick teenager and be like, why can't we listen to this? You listen to this crap. So, yeah, they, they got a point. I always did say you can't understand those words. And, you know, what's the every 90s, like, grunge band? You can, if you just say all vowels, uh, 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 you can, you know, just sing out their song. So, all right, that's all I got for uh, the passing thoughts this week. Let's go wrap this thing up. Okay, everybody, closing time, closing time. Once again, thank you guys. Thank you so much. I, I always appreciate you guys so much, so thank you so much for for listening and coming back, and you know, you guys got t-shirts, we got more of those coming, uh, should have some of those around for the Invitational in case anybody wants one. Um, thank you to Jordan Clark, I know we got off to a, a rough start for Clarky's Corner, but thank you for getting your stuff in and uh, trying to get on, like I said, Anchor's got to figure some stuff out here, but uh, we'll get that figured out. We're going to be back next week. Uh, next week, probably going to be a day late. It's, it's probably not coming until Tuesday. Um, next week's going to be a little bit of an interesting show. Um, but yeah, Tuesday next week, uh, def, not definitely, like 99% sure, not going to happen on Monday. Probably going to be Tuesday. Uh, so, so stick with me. Uh, I know it's going to take, uh, you know, everything, all the, all the patience you guys got to wait till Tuesday till, uh, uh till you can get to old Wall's house. So again, thank you guys so much. We will be back next week, Tuesday next week, Tuesday next week. So until then, peace.